Welcome to a new week in Football Ramblers. Fenerbahce are crowdfunding for Ozil and Robertson has taken defending to a whole new level. It's Monday the 25th of January. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. A very snowy weekend as well. It has been. My God, it was freezing, Jim. Did you manage to get out in the snow? I did, yeah. I I've, I've I thought about not going out and I thought, well, we're, the weather's slightly different. This is the 2021 <laughs> equivalent of going on holiday, isn't it? So I thought there's no, there's no chance I'm missing out on that. So yeah, just went for a little block. Uh, there were some kids throwing snowballs at each other. I was unmolested by snow, which was good. good. I've, I've good. aged out of being attacked in the street by children, thankfully. Because <laughs> um, it's a risk when you're younger, isn't it? Yeah. You know I mean, you might, yeah. if there's some horrible kids around and you're of a certain age, if you're young enough, they will drag you into their hellish mischief. But yeah, I was, um, I was fine. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was all good. How about yourself? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I was actually working all weekend. Uh, so I woke up yesterday and heard that it was meant to be snowing. But you know, when you like hear of snow in England, you just think, oh yeah, it'll snow and it won't settle. So no big deal. Not going to be a problem. Yeah. It was actually pretty bad where where I live. Um, so yeah, it was it was quite uh, tricky getting into London because I went to the Brentford Leicester game yesterday, uh, and there were loads of um, people sort of talking about whether or not the game would go ahead or not. But it did in the end, which was good. Um, but yeah, my god, my toes were absolutely gone. Mm-hmm. They they were gone <laughs> at the game. But it was fun, and and like you say, I think that because of this lockdown and because there's not really been anything going on aside from football, having a bit of snow, Pete. It felt it felt really exciting. Like everyone was putting these obligatory snow photos on, and normally I'd get a bit annoyed and be like, "Oh, right, I'm over it now." But actually, it was quite nice because everyone was having a good time. Yeah, I mean, putting the bins out today, it's it's clearly gone very very crunchy uh, where I am. The the, the the snow laid very very quickly um, yesterday morning, and so by the time it got to about midday, it was very snowy. And to be honest, by the time I'd got out for a little walk, a lot of the snowmen had been built and then knocked over. Um, <laughs> so I was able to just pick the big massive balls of snow up onto the snowmen and make them again really easily. So really efficient work. bit of snow snowman building from me. Um, I would say, Joe, there's a picture of you on on Instagram. Um, um, interviewing, uh, I think it was, I can't remember which manager Thomas it was, Frank. but yes, it would have been, yes. Um, and you're like, you're the other side of the advertising hoarding, and he's like a good few meters away. And 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 he's being interviewed by like a, a by you, but they've got like a, a, a remote microphone on a stand. Yeah. Does it sound a bit mad that you're having to shout for him to hear what you're saying <laughs> on the telly? You it just what? sounds like you're shouting. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Do you know what? True story is that um, pre-match, we do the interviews pre-recorded because we do mm. them before the channel are actually on air. And uh. so I don't have an earpiece in. So honestly, Brendan Rogers, lovely Brendy, he has quite a softly spoken voice. Genuinely, mm. I could barely hear him. I was like breaking my neck to get over the advertising boarding just to hear what he was actually saying. But then <laughs> when we do the post-match interviews, they go live into the show. So I've got an earpiece in so I can actually hear them 
back into my earpiece. Right, I don't know how okay. well they can hear me. I mean, they seem to answer the questions, Pete, so I think they could hear me. They're just um, on autopilot, Jules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. That also, is true. also, also, you ate uh, yeah at, at the ground. You ate. I, I just, I'm just basically going into Jules' Instagram of the weekend. But the uh, <laughs> the, the sausage rolls. It's you you'd bought a sausage roll and it was in like a um, a cardboard bag of a paper bag and it said homemade sausage roll. Now yeah. I'm getting a little bit tired of this homemade nonsense because <laughs> it would have been made in a factory or made in the ground itself. I'm not buying mm. it, Joe. Yeah, I'm not buying the fact that it's homemade nowadays. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm not having it. It's it's a, it should be like the fast. Champagne region. Nonsense. Yeah, it was cute though. Well, that's something, isn't it? Like, yeah. That's what they're trying to do, though, isn't it? That's what they're trying to make it sort of all homespun and charming, but actually, it's corporate greed. <laughs> <laughs> it was the little Brentford sticker with a B on it that I thought was actually cute, not necessarily the yeah. homemade sausage roll bit, Jim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can, Pete, can I rewind to the snowman thing? Did you say yeah. that you've been going around rebuilding snowmen in <laughs> yeah, your area, like, like a like sort of uh, snowman, the million ambulance. million dollar man? <laughs> yeah, like a snowman ambulance. Yeah, exactly. It's like when they rebuild the um, policeman into a Robocop uh, to make him a perfect policeman. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a lot of football across the weekend, despite uh, some of the treacherous, I love that word, treacherous conditions. Um, and the, the weekend sort of ended because there was another game last night, Everton beating Sheffield Wednesday. That was the last FA Cup fourth round game of the weekend but the one before that Man United against Liverpool was a, a brilliant cup tie such a great game United coming out the winners beating Liverpool by three goals to two um right well United Jim they just seem to keep on going don't they they've been they've been really good lately and I think going into the cup tie everyone kind of thought would this be Liverpool's chance to sort of get their season back on track after the little slump they've been on but it wasn't. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, we spoke about this before the the league game that if if Man United could sort of um, claim a win over Liverpool, what what does that do to the psychology of the league? And I think actually, despite this being a cup competition, uh, I, I think this does strike a blow against Liverpool. I think this kind of announces Man United as as being serious about this season. You know, they look like they're a team that are on the up and have confidence again and can put a run together and might actually challenge for things. And I also think that. Both these teams owed us this game after last weekend. We all watched <laughs> yeah. it. So much hype and and it was terrible, frankly. And then it looked like it might happen again. The BBC got the sea shanty guys together um, <laughs> to do a little little package. And it's like, oh, is this going to be terrible again? But it was brilliant. It was it's yeah. like last week was a sort of dress rehearsal and it was a bit rubbish. But this week was mm. this week was great. I'm so impressed by the way that Mason Greenwood took the ball in his stride for that second goal. And mm. Pogba was excellent again. And that Fernandez free kick was just was just lovely. And it was that it was what that fixture should be. You know, so often this game doesn't quite live up to the hype, but yesterday was a very, very different story. And I, I was impressed by Man United. You can't, you know, you can't really deny their momentum, can you? And um, it's it's interesting to uh, t- to see see what happens next time they do have a little bit of a wobble and if they can come out of it quite quickly. Yeah, I think Liverpool just really struggled to deal with Man United's pace, to deal with the counter-attack and... It got so tricky for Liverpool defensively that Robertson, who, to be fair to to Liverpool defensively, he's been one of their best defenders this season, maybe not reaching the heights that he usually is at, but he took his defending to a whole new level. Um, I don't know if you (laughs) noticed this, but 
when Greenwood was was through on goal when he when he went to score, Robertson could clearly see that he was going to get away from him. So rather than actually sticking a foot in or or trying to tackle him or or getting one of his other teammates to help him out, he just screamed in his face. It was I I would have loved <laughs> to have heard yeah. that like properly because it just looked like <laughs> Greenwood was running past him and he just went. <laughs> I love it. Well, he yeah. well he wasn't like the defending. He wasn't the attending def- the attending defender. Uh, new on HBO. <laughs> uh, he, I don't think it was the attending. Defender, so he it wasn't really his man. I didn't yeah. think. Uh, and then obviously he, it was just like last chance salute. I might scream something to put him off. I've actually I've called it the Wilhelmsdale scream. Film Helmsdale, <laughs> Helmsdale being a part a part of Scotland. Um, I've compiled a list of things that I think he was shouting. Oh, go on. Um, tax doesn't have to be taxing. <laughs> One quarter of all your bones are found in your feet. <laughs> Children of identical twins are genetically siblings, not cousins. And Psycho was the first American film to feature a toilet. Could have been any of those things because they're all disturbing facts. And they Hang on. Are... a minute. Go the, back the, to the twins the, thing. Yeah, the siblings one. Go on. What? Mm. Children of identical twins are genetically siblings, not cousins. That's amazing because my dad's a twin, isn't he? My dad's what? brother, Uncle Dad, is um, <laughs> is the identical twin of my dad. That means all of my cousins and your, are and your dad siblings. looks like my dad, Jim. So oh. in many ways, they, 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 oh god, are we genetically siblings? <laughs> what a twist that would be! Well, I know, this, right? This has gone to a whole new level. This is <laughs> like um, what what is what's that program where you find your ancestors? <laughs> would I lie to you? Where yeah, we learn that Danny it. Dyer is like a king. Which and Ant and Dec anyway, discovered they were related somewhere along the line. Yeah. So, so Jim, you and Pete could be distantly related. Oh, if that, dad's that, looking that puts... similar is the same as them being related. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Jim, that, that puts our little evening in Johannesburg 2012 <laughs> into a whole new dimension, yeah. Sunshine. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. I do like the kind of the desperation of Andy Robertson screaming in that situation I I'm sure there's more to it and it wasn't as, as straightforward as that but I, I, I love Babadook. a little bit of yeah, he was definitely calling Babadook. for a teammate wasn't yeah. he that's what he was doing <laughs> yeah but uh, Marcus is very very good at FIFA anything that he does to put me off while he's like taking it around four of my players um, is he will hum the theme tune to match of the day uh, which is <laughs> just gets in your head so much and I hope footballers do that and I hope Andy Robertson was just screaming in that situation. I would love that. I would love if that was the case. Um, but yeah, you mentioned it already, Jim. Bruno Fernandes came on. Uh, the free kick was sublime. Um, yeah. He's just so good, isn't he? And, and the fact that United were able to start the game without him, but they have the ability, Pete, to bring a player like Bruno Fernandes on that can come on and completely change the game and, and just ensure that United get the win and progress to the next round of the FA Cup just shows that they've got a little bit of depth in that squad as well, doesn't it, Pete? Oh, it's so good that the laws of the game allow it, Jules. <laughs> so great. <laughs> so the substitution rule has revolutionised uh, how many United play. But yeah, it, it, it was an obscenely uh, awesome free kick. I, I like the fact that um, 
I like the fact that Solskjaer is obviously uh, having to talk a lot about uh, the other signings uh, that, that he's brought to the club and how uh, Donny van der Beek is not very happy sitting on the bench, or, or rather he's driven. He, he might be driving out of uh, Manchester United sooner rather than later. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Fernando, when you've got a player like that to come in and, and, and give your team a, a different dimension, obviously Fernandes would, would usually be um, starting. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, what I would say is don't put Thiago... Uh, five foot eight, five foot nine. What is he <laughs> on that corner of the uh, yeah. of the goal? He's hardly an imposing footballer in, in that respect. Mm. I kind of felt sorry for him a little bit because he's he's getting uh, some pelters about ducking. But you know, nobody wants a ball in the face, guys. Nobody wants it. No, no one wants that. Um, I felt a bit sorry as well for Reese Williams talking about feeling sorry for people because I think people were a bit unkind to him on Twitter after the game. Um, But we forget, like, he's such a young guy. He probably was never expecting to have been relied on this heavily for Liverpool Mm. this season. And I just think that just football fans, they can be pretty pretty nasty, can't they, at times? Um, and, And speaking about Twitter, bizarrely, bizarrely, um, Klopp out was trending after the game and was still trending this morning when I woke what? up because I thought, did I did I actually dream that? And I looked this morning <laughs> and Klopp out is actually trending on Twitter. Now, I, I did skim through quite a few of the tweets and a lot of Liverpool fans were pointing out that, that the people that are tweeting Klopp out aren't Liverpool fans. So I don't know yeah. whether this is like a wind-up from other fans saying Klopp out. Um but I was I was just a little bit like, why is that trending? Also trending was custard. And um, I wondered why. So I flicked through the custard trending and I couldn't actually find why custard was trending. And I don't really know what constitutes something as being trending. How many tweets do you need to put out for something to be trending, Jim? It's 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 one man shouting, uh, gunge me in custard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what Andy Robertson was shouting. Yeah, I I don't know. It it actually it shows you next to it now, doesn't it? How many how many tweets there are? But pretty Mm. much everything that's tweeting on Twitter now is just people going, "Why is custard tweeting trending? I can't find why. I can't find why it's trending." And I think that is a that's a real kind of indication of what Twitter has done to the actual world, isn't it? Yeah, but then like, (laughs) how did it become trending in the first place? No idea. No idea. Yeah, it annoyed me. I was like, I want to know, has some has something happened to custard? I got worried that there was like no custard <laughs> left or something. <laughs> the EU custard mountain is, is no more. <laughs> yeah, we're using custard instead of petrol now. <laughs> Do you remember when um, David Moyes had to isolate and they asked him what he uh, what was the thing he wanted the most in his um, food shop? When he when he had to order it online, and he said custard. I really like custard. Yeah, bless him. <laughs> I just pictured David Moyes sat there with a bowl of custard every night, like just yeah. watching the football. Definitely, with three definitely bears. hot. You know he has 100% it hot. Hundred percent hot. Yes. Although, cinnamon, actually, uh... I pictured David Moyes with cold custard for some reason. <laughs> he looks like a man who's sort of been brought up you know that kind of famous panini sticker that someone photoshopped to make him look like yeah. the the death <laughs> the death of the world um, and he just and he, he looks like a man who's been raised on custard he's had no nutrients yeah. at all I feel sorry for him because so many people think that that picture is real as well I know. even though he looks like a, like a plague victim it's, it's a glop <laughs> if anything uh, what he looks like now is a glop <laughs> Well, keep eating your custard, David Moyes. It's doing well mm. for your team, certainly. Um, 
and Man United. Congrats to them. They're through to the fifth round of the FA Cup, beating Liverpool, as are Manchester City, who managed to get past League Two Cheltenham, uh, beating them by three goals to one. At one stage, it looked as though the upset was on, Jim, but it wasn't meant to be, was it? Oh, what a shame. Absolutely gutting, wasn't it? Kind of, yeah. Because it was quite, you know, it was deep into the second half that Cheltenham got their goal. So you're thinking uh, mm. this, 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 this could be on here. This could mm. be happened. City looked a little bit kind of rattled by it. They looked a little bit sluggish and like they hadn't quite got out of you know first gear. Um, but obviously they rallied because Phil Foden's just so bloody good, isn't he? Like just so, so he's good. having a really, really good season. That's like mm. you know we're not alone in praising him, but he's one of those players that like. It, you, you tune in specifically to watch him, you know, like if City are playing, he's he's become the guy that I'm excited about on the pitch mm-hmm. because he's just got so much to his game and we really see it de- develop now that he's got um, game time. And I just love how positive he is as well. He's always, always trying to make stuff happen. He's 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 really, really good. Um, I enjoy Pep, Pep getting a bit annoyed about the uh, the ball being toweled off as well. Yeah. <laughs> Pep getting it's, it's annoyed is just great telly though, isn't it, Pete? <laughs> it really, really is. I mean, I'd be more upset with the fact that nobody followed Alfie May into the box for their goal, yeah. to be quite frank. I mean, that was more, more of a crime. And I, I was so happy for him to, to put it away because he had a shot um, a little earlier on at the near post and he was he was so unhappy it didn't go in. It was like the end of his world. So I, mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm glad he, he got his goal. And they were, they were great at times. You know, Ben Toza's header um, off yeah. the line. Obviously, uh, you're always going to be under the cosh. You're always going to be under pressure against a Man City side, especially when, you know, they, they, they played some very, very good players against Cheltenham. But, uh, yeah, Mendy smashing home the ball as hard as he could. And Ben Toza, wow, he, he's going to be feeling that for the next few days, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, it was his throwing as well, wasn't it? And he is, you know, yeah. clearly he's one of those players that's got that, you know, kind of Rory lap style long <laughs> throw. And I'm I'm always amazed that, like... That more um, that more players don't do that because Gabriel Jesus spoke about it after the game as well. So clearly it rattled City a bit, and it was something they had to think about and had thought about before the game. But like, surely it's a coachable thing. If you've got you know, a couple of players in your to- team that are coached to do those long throws, doesn't it just give you extra extra set pieces effectively? And surely in certain types of game, that's useful for anyone. Yeah, that's but I mean, does the yeah, ball travel quickly great. enough? Does does the ball travel quickly enough? Is it? It's a bit too loopy, a bit too slow. And if you're a, a decent um, centre back, you're probably going to clear it, are you? I don't know. I'm not a football I... manager. I just wondered. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean, Pete. But it, but it's um, it's a fair point from Jim because I mean, if you can get the ball into the box from there and you get enough bodies in the box, you never know what's going to happen. And just one little nick from a defender going the wrong way, or you know the them getting possession in the right area, it does cause a lot of trouble. And yeah. um, I was actually thinking exactly the same thing about long throw-ins yesterday when I was at the Brentford game because they clearly did their homework on Leicester and knew that Leicester could be a little bit sloppy from set pieces. And so whenever the ball went out anywhere around that sort of area, they were, they were taking long throw-ins and it was causing right. Leicester quite a few issues. Um, in the end, Leicester actually went on to win the game 3-1 but Brentford did put in a, a decent shift and, and the long throw-ins were, were definitely something tricky for them to deal with. Because as you say, Jim, you don't really see it in the Premier League that much. No, and it worked really well for Stoke when they did it. Maybe mm. it's just that to actually do it in the way Dying that Delap did it or the players that do it so well it is really hard. <laughs> maybe, <Yeah>. it's just, <laughs> it's, maybe it's not as coachable as it seems. Yeah, actually, that must it must be quite 
actually, I hadn't even really thought of that, how hard it must be to throw the ball that far because mm. I'm I'm really shit at throwing, I'm not going to lie. Whenever I play with um, Pablo <laughs> in the park and I've got to throw the ball, honestly, a couple of times throwing a little ball for my, my tiny dog and I'm knackered. So to be fair, I don't, maybe that's why, Pete. Yeah, I tell you, Rory the Laps dog must have got a workout. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> He's lost so many dogs. <laughs> they never came back. <laughs> um, got to get City greyhounds. Have... <laughs> City have been brilliant um, defensively, and it is surprising that it took a League Two team to actually score against them because that was the first goal they conceded in over 500 minutes of football. And um, Ruben Diaz has been an amazing addition to the City squad this season. And he mm. absolutely loves defending this geezer. He did an interview on Friday. I don't know if anyone saw the quotes from this, um, but he said, it gives me pleasure to make the other team feel powerless. Yeah, oh, An animal. God. I'm horny on men for Diash. Wow. <laughs> you want a bastard in the middle of your defence, don't you? you, see, you see a you cook need. daddy. <laughs> <laughs> it gives me pleasure to make you powerless. Whoa. Yeah. Ruben. Kinky, isn't it? Stop it. <laughs> yeah. um, so Scott Carson at Manchester City. They're trying to negotiate a new contract for him after Pep Guardiola said that he was so important to the team and their captain behind the scenes. I found that quite interesting, Jim. Yeah, I mean, what a gig for Scott Carson. Isn't it? That's amazing. <laughs> he's he's gone in there knowing he's barely going to play if at all, and he's 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 made a position for himself. That's brilliant. Excellent, excellent work. I mean, you know, he's got a lot of experience, and you know, it's easy to sort of joke about this sort of thing, isn't it? But Micah Richards was apparently given a new contract at Villa, even though he's like injured a lot purely because he mm. uh, he was apparently so good in the dressing room. Um, you know, obviously Granite Xhaka gets a lot of stick for various reasons, but apparently he's a real leader in the dressing room as well. And those things, they can't, it can't be, you know, overplayed how important it is to squad harmony. If that, if that starts to drop, then maybe you've got a problem. And obviously Pep Guardiola loves to think about the, the, the margins and the, and the fine details, doesn't he? So I'm, sh- I'm sure that's part of it, his thinking as well. He loves players with stubble as well. Because he's got quite a lot of stubble <laughs> himself, old Pep. So, yeah, I, I think that's got something to do with it as well. A man who can grow a moustache in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good look, I think. I enjoy a bit mm. of stubble. So there we go. Um, right. Well, those are just two of the FA Cup games from the weekend. Uh, more to talk about after the break. But before we do that, some brand spanking new content for you guys over on our Patreon. Yes, last Friday saw the very first Ramble live stream, a Q&A with Marcus, Luke and Vish just for our Patreon subscribers. We're going to be bringing plenty more of those every fortnight. Plus, Marcus and Andy brought out a brand new show today called The Teams of Our Lives. Each episode looks at a different era-defining team who absolutely kicked ass back in the day. First up, you'll be pleasantly surprised to hear is not Wimbledon's 89 side or Fulham uh, in 2010, but Arrigo Saki's Milan. Get over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble to see what it's all about. Nice one. We'll see you guys after the break when we bring you some more of the best stories from the weekend. Always believe in your Was that Carlton Cole singing about himself? I believe so. That's amazing. 
That's brilliant. It's very sort of strange. <laughs> it's really an that. impression of singing, isn't it? It's not actual yeah. singing. <laughs> it's yeah. like singing. It's when, when my sister used to listen to Nirvana in her bedroom. She had this really weird quirk of sort of singing along, but she used to sing like this: "With the lights out, it's like dangerous." <laughs> it just reminds me of that. Really, it's horrible. It's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> um, all right, before we move on and talk about some more of the stories uh, from the weekend, uh, let's get a Betway 4 to score update. Um, remember, entry to Betway's 4 to score is free. Each week, we pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly 50 grand jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further terms and conditions apply. So the first match this week uh, was Aston Villa against Newcastle, which we'll talk more about in a moment. Kate Pitt, Ollie Watkins and Kate Mason was correct. Bang on, Kate. Hey, Lovely stuff. Hey. Um, the second game was Brentford against Leicester. Marcus picked, uh, sorry, Andy picked Marcus Ford, who came in for <laughs> Ivan Tony up top. Ivan Tony was suspended. It was a good shout from Andy, but unfortunately, it was actually Madbeck Sorensen, the Dane, who got the opening goal for Brentford. Uh, the third match was Fulham against Burnley. Pete, you picked Matty Vidra. Uh, the result was yes. Jay Rodriguez, who scored he his first... He had it in the net. He had it yeah, in the net, but he got I chalked know. off for offside. I was furious. Oh, I was oh, furious. Nearly, mate, nearly. Um, Jay Rodriguez, who scored his first two goals of the season in Burnley's win. And uh, the Man United-Liverpool game was pick number four. And Luke went for Marcus Rashford to get the opening goal. But it was actually Mo Salah who got the first goal of the game. And by the way, we haven't talked about... Um, Mo Salah's two goals yesterday. Mm. They were brilliant passes, weren't they? So good. Yeah. Um, but we weren't correct, unfortunately. Um, better luck next time. We'll be back with another round of Betway's four to score on the preview show this Friday. And now it's time for this. Justina Show and FootballRamble.com Right now, so Got an email from Billy Francis. I cannot lie. Um, he's been in touch about the Jacksonville Jaguars, who we mentioned on Friday for their in-stadium pool. They also have a dog park, apparently, where owners can leave their dogs while they watch the game. Uh, the only so thing good. is you have to apply to a lottery to get your dog a place, oh. but the dogs also have a pool, which is pretty meta. <laughs> Jules, wow. would you put Pablo in uh, in the pool dog uh, lottery? Absolutely, <laughs> I would. Oh, that is so good. You know why? Yeah. Because my... My little Pablo does actually go to daycare, which I know sounds <laughs> Doggy ridiculous. Daycare. Doggy daycare. And he gets picked up, right? This, this van comes to pick him up and they've got all the little crates in the back of the van with heated <laughs> blankets. And he just goes off, gets into his little doggy doggy van. It looks a bit like, you know, the Scooby, um, the Scooby bus. Right, in, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, what but was but, that but like what? the mystery machine or something, isn't it? That's it, the mystery machine. Yeah. Right. It looks a bit like that. But anyway, so he gets in the back of the van with all the other little doggies and he goes off, he plays with all his friends for the day and he comes back and he's absolutely shattered and it's so good because <laughs> then he just naps all evening and we can have a little bit of peace and quiet, which is nice. But it's so handy when you've when you got work to be able to send him yeah. off. So yeah, if I'm if I'm going to the football and I want to bring Pablo along but keep him occupied for a couple of hours. I'd definitely take him to this. This sounds amazing. Yeah, well, 
uh, uh, doesn't uh, Lorraine Kelly also t- use the same service? Doesn't <laughs> your dog hang out with Lorraine Kelly's dog? That's amazing. <laughs> My what? dog the character hangs out Lorraine with Kelly? Lorraine's dog. What did <laughs> Sorry, you say, Sorry, yeah, Jim? the character who plays, who plays Lorraine Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. But apparently, oh, wow. yeah, apparently Lorraine's little dog, um, Angus, he's called, goes to the same daycare as my little Pablo. So he's got a little celebrity friend, which I think is cute. There's your Aww. deep state. There's your deep state, people. That's what's going on. <laughs> I've seen quite a lot of the Jacksonville Jaguar uh, Stadium because this year AEW did a wrestling show and they just basically inhabited the entirety of the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium and just did wrestling all around it. So there was a bit where uh, Matt Jackson moonsaulted off the crossbar and they tried to drown... Remember the Hardy boys from back in like the, the noughties, the wrestlers? Yeah. They, yeah. Um, they drowned Matt Hardy in the same pool we're talking about. And every time he came up for wow. air, he'd morphed into a different kind of Matt Hardy, a different character. I cannot sell us enough, guys. Wrestling is excellent. You may think football's <laughs> good, but, but wrestling to me is a new uh, love and it, it's great. Listen to Wrestle Me. Jim, you got anything to sell? <laughs> Were you like old adverts? <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, why not all right, cool. YouTube. <laughs> Jules, um, telly. You do a bit of telly, don't you? Yeah. Watch some telly with Jules. Do you have any other projects on the go, Jules, rather than the Ramble? Well, I used to do a bit of telly shopping, so, uh, yeah. Oh, lovely. Uh, sorry, really? I mean shopping telly. I got it the wrong way around. A bit of shopping telly. <laughs> yeah. What's the best thing that you sold? I used to... My first ever TV presenting job was on a shopping channel called... It was called Speed Auction TV. And uh, the idea was that you had to buy them, like you had to buy the items really quickly. You're up against the clock. Um, but it was the same company as Price Drop TV and Bid TV. And I worked for them for about five years. They were, they were my first presenting gigs. Honestly, it was an it was such a laugh. It was it was a bit mental. Like some of the stuff we had to sell. I remember we had a gardening section. And so when you went to go and sell the products, you'd get these sort of briefs of each of the items that would have all the details of the product so you knew everything about what you were about to to sell. And uh, the first item in this gardening section was blood, soil and bones. And I was like, <laughs> Wow. What? Sounds like an alt-right and website. Thought, what on earth is this? But it was like um it was like uh what's it called? Fertilizer for the soil. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, bones and- are really good for like for that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> well, that's probably the weirdest thing I've had to sell. That or um, just some of the jewellery was absolute shite. So I'm not going to lie. Like some of it was <laughs> so bad. And you'd have to like, I'd have to wear it. Right? Like I'd have to wear a necklace around my neck and be like, look how beautiful this is. And it's like the worst thing you've ever seen. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was quite fun, actually. It was it was but a very fun uh- job. Apparently, if you if if a body is discovered um, out in like a forest or something, um, and it's decomposed because the body is so rich in nutrients, um, flowers grow like beautiful flowers grow, and that's why I'm not oh. on QVC because that's what I would say. Pete, <laughs> yeah. I love that you know that, and that is that is yeah. that was always going to come from you. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right, get your emails into us. Show at footballramble.com. Maybe you've had a um a weirder job than me selling blood, soil and bones on the telly. I've never seen a dead <laughs> body. Emails into us. Email us. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, just a couple of other matches to touch on from the weekend. Another one of the FA Cup games, um, mainly because I want to get Jim's take on Arsenal, the holders, they're out of the FA Cup. Southampton beat them. It, will, it wasn't the best game, I'm not going to lie. Um, 
But just to to touch on Arsenal and the fact that Ozil has now moved, um, he's left the club, he's gone to Fenerbahce. I know we've talked about it a lot on Ramble lately, but a story to come out of the weekend is that his wages, Jim, are apparently being crowdfunded. What on earth is going <laughs> yeah. on here? The Fenerbahce president has asked for fans to donate money via text messages in order to cover cover Ozil's wages. What the fuck? Yeah. It's absolutely mad. I wonder if they told him they were going to do that beforehand because it doesn't doesn't look great, does it? I imagine he's probably thinking, sorry, you're doing what? <laughs> I've, got, yeah. I've got this reputation because of the size of my contract, which to, which I didn't give myself, and now this is happening. God. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on him as well, isn't it? I mean, imagine if you, if you are quite literally playing a play, player paying a player's wages and they're not performing you're going to be mm. going to be a bit annoyed about that but it's 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 a ridiculous thing for Fenerbahce to do um really and it sets a dangerous precedent as well doesn't it um because if it works maybe other teams will start doing it but i can't <laughs> imagine this is going to work because it's just so absurd um <laughs> But yeah, he's not my problem anymore, so that's fine. <laughs> um, Pete, who who's the one player you'd like to have at Newcastle who uh, you'd like Mike Ashley to do some crowdfunding for? I, I just think I, I've spoken about Lauren Bear's Instagram so much. Um, I just think the man needs the money because he uh, he should be come he should come back as a coach. Forget David Ginola who offered his services a few weeks ago. Get Lauren Robert back. Get his um, his champagne uh, fridge stocked with some of the finest crystal and uh, let, let's get going, shall we? And just and just have some blooming dead ball training with him. Mm. Um, Jim, are you bothered at all about going out of the FA Cup? Is it more? a mental damage on on the season going forward more than anything yeah i am because i think it's always important to sort of try and get cup runs together because even if you are sort of languishing in mid-table as arsenal are it gives some momentum to your season potentially um mm. so obviously a lot of people say well it's good because you don't have so many games but i i, I never really subscribe to that so um you got to con- congratulate southampton on a giant killing i suppose we needed one this weekend um <laughs> and another foul throw as well from Arsenal. I don't know if everyone saw that. Cedric this time. Good. A- another one. Um, <laughs> Ward Prowse tried to score from a corner. He was so bored. He just started... He's so bored with free kicks. He's just whipping in corners now. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Seems the sort of thing you could probably make, you know, you, you could make happen to Arsenal, isn't it? Them conceding from a corner. But actually, I mean, <laughs> I, I have been saying in recent weeks that obviously Arsenal have been a lot better and defensively they've been, a, they've been a lot more together. I wondered what would happen when they conceded first. And I guess the mm. answer was not a, not a huge amount. <laughs> but the, the squad rotation is, is an issue because the players that are coming in, and they're senior players as well. They are players like Pepe and Willian. Uh, they're just not really... I keep saying it, but they're not really affecting games so much. I mean, Pepe's stats are are actually not so bad this season compared to what perhaps maybe the sight test would tell you. But Willian, as we know, has gone off like supermarket raspberries. Like they were fine (laughs) in the shop in Chelsea, but now they just fuzz all over them. Um, And yeah, again, I think it's just a case of of Arsenal's squad depth being... uh, about consistent with a team that you would expect to expect to be a mid table really and it's it's a it's a thing that's going to take a long time to 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 fix i think yeah um well it there weren't many there weren't really any upsets this weekend i know you, you joke about it jim but uh i expected southampton to beat arsenal um but maybe <laughs> it's to come maybe it's to come because we've still got spurs against wickham in the championship their bottom of the championship to come Tonight, plus Bournemouth against Crawley, who, of course, beat um, Premier League Leeds in their last game. Crawley did. So, um, yeah, 
got more FA Cup to look forward to this week. Uh, but there was a random Premier League game thrown in there, Pete. Uh, Aston Villa beating your Newcastle by two goals to nil. Villa dominated, really. Um, they looked pretty solid in the game. And Newcastle looked devastated at full time. Um, <laughs> as, as if a defeat without scoring hadn't been inevitable. Yeah, it's, it's like they, they hadn't watched the rest of the match. The thing about like Newcastle, <laughs> sort of, they, they set up in a weird way because they, they they sit in and they defend hard when 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 they're playing someone better than them, uh, and and the plan is presumably to go out and attack when you're not. Uh, when you're playing someone who, who who you're better than. But when you're heading into the relegation places, everyone is empirically and numerically better than you. So therefore, you don't really know what to do. You you know, you just you you, you don't really have a midfield. It's it's just a very very confusing time. Steve Bruce he's been spared from the the bedsheet brigade. He's been spared from the booing and the hissing from 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 uh, St James's mm. Park. But maybe the players need a little bit as well because they're just not they're not not performing to any kind of level. I am putting it uh, squarely at the feet of Steve Bruce. But Christ, our pass completion is just devastatingly bad. It's awful. We're heading down. Mike Ashley once again is in the situation where he needs to make a decision like he didn't with uh, Joe Kinnear etc back in uh, 2009 and 2016 to be honest and and yeah, Newcastle could be a championship uh, club um, by this time next season or even earlier as time goes. <laughs> well, Jamie Carragher was pretty harsh in his assessment of Newcastle. He said they've become a nothing club. They're just boring as simple as that and um where are they left in the table 19 points just seven points above the bottom three i think they've well and truly been dragged into it so um yeah very leads to very difficult times for <laughs> newcastle um right let's talk about some other stuff uh because this is big news from the weekend i know there's been a lot of pressure that's been building on frank lampard at chelsea and despite their win in the fa cup over luton um, there are rumours that Frank Lampard is set to be sacked today. Um, now, this has been reported by Matt Law in The Telegraph. Apparently, the Chelsea players have been told to report to training, but only this afternoon and not this morning. So this has got everyone led to believe that potentially there could be a decision that might be made this morning, Jim. What do you make of this? I'm not surprised, to be honest. I think once you start hearing rumours of a Chelsea manager um, perhaps um, losing the trust of, of, of Abramovich and, and the higher-ups, then a sacking tends to follow, doesn't it? They, they, I don't think we're likely to see a, an Ole Gunnar Solskjaer situation where they do stick with him um, for, over time. And I think it's a real shame because I understand why Lampard took the job when he, it was offered to him. I think he had to, really. I think he had to back himself and, and, and kind of see how it would go and they seem to really want him but I wonder if it will really sort of hinder his management career now that he's perhaps had a job that's probably a little bit too big for him a little bit too soon um it looks like it's going to be Thomas Tuchel coming in I I would imagine because and I say that because there's a lot of talk of people saying that they they want a German-speaking manager to come in and and get the best out of Werner and, and, and Havertz and Tuchel would obviously be the do you the, buy the, that the though? Obvious. Like, why do they need a German-speaking manager to get the best out of them? Well, I think I mean perhaps it is a bit oversimple. Actually, I, I, I don't I don't know, but it, I don't know. It just seems to add up, doesn't it? Because they, yeah. they've outlaid so much on those two players, and they're both fairly young as well. So mm. you like you know Chelsea will want to be getting the prime of those players' careers um, at the club. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to second guess Chelsea, isn't it? 
because they don't always do things that that seem uh, seem logical or that may seem a little bit knee jerk and a bit reactive. But generally speaking, it does kind of work for them, doesn't it? They they do win stuff and they they go through these periods of of they're either winning something or they're in a crisis because they're not winning. That's the standards that they expect, really. Um, so I, I I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. But yeah, I just feel, I just really feel for Frank Lampard. I, just, I wonder what he'll do next, um, mm. and what sort of profile of job he'll take because it's a really important one. Yeah, Pete, it's it's an interesting situation, isn't it? Um, at the time of recording this, there is no official news on this, just to say, uh, but it is being reported both in the Telegraph and Rafa Honigstein has just written it in the Athletic as well this morning and and reporting the same thing that Thomas Tuchel is being touted to replace Lampard. Although Pete. Rafa Benitez quit his job in China at the weekend, so he could potentially be on his way back to the Premier League. He is a Chelsea legend. He is a Chelsea <laughs> interim legend, and, you know, he had a great rapport with Didi Haman. So, look, <laughs> this all fits together. Yeah, it's fascinating to see what's going to happen um, with the managers. Um, of course, we will uh, bring you our opinions on that if and when a decision is made at Chelsea and wherever Rafa Benitez decides to go. But there's definitely (laughs) something in the water because Rafa's certainly on his way somewhere to quit such a lucrative deal. Was he on like 12 million or something, Pete? Oh, yeah. I mean, he he made it very clear that... uh... He couldn't even be bothered to like spaff out the usual platitudes that footballers go uh, when, when they go to China. And he's just like, yeah, I mean, th- this is a lot of money, but I am dedicated to football. Not necessarily this fo- football, but uh, yeah, I-, I am getting a heck of a lot of money for this. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's essentially like, come on, what would you do? You've got to say yes. Sorry, dog's 100%. just climbing on me. Hello, dog. Oh, who is it? Is it Buckley or Lola? It's Buckley, the uh, the older dog. The older dog. Oh, yeah. Buckley. Yeah. We should get Buckley, Lola and Pablo to meet one day. They'll love yes, each other. Yes, doggy daycare yeah. with Donaldson. Come on. Uh, I'll, get, um, <laughs> I'll get Lorraine to bring her dog as well. I'll get Angus along. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. Um, lovely stuff, boys. Uh, before we go, just something else to tell you about... Um, You've got some nice new content in Football Ramble Presents and it's on today's Ramble Meets. If you want a little insight into Tottenham's opponents this evening in the FA Cup, look no further because we have got Gareth Ainsworth, the Wickham Wanderers manager. I think he won everyone's hearts last year, him and the Wickham team, when they got promoted from League One into the Championship for the first time ever in their history. And our lovely Mark Pugach is chatting to him all about his unique career at the club and why he can't wait to share the touchline with Jose Mourinho tonight. So that is um, the final of the... Oh, no, it's not the final one. There's one more FA Cup fourth-round tie to come, Bournemouth Crawley on Tuesday. But tonight, it's Tottenham against Wickham. And tomorrow, you have the pleasure of Kate Mason, who, if... Uh, Tottenham are on the um, the end of a cup upset. I'd love to hear her thoughts on that. So Kate, <laughs> Luke and Andy will be here tomorrow for another football ramble. Jim, lovely to see you as always. Say bye-bye. Goodbye and lovely to see you too. And Pete, bye-bye from you and Buckley, who's doing weird things, I hear. Yeah, he was licking his own penis, Jules, while you were doing that <laughs> talk about uh, the ramble meet. So uh, I- I'd like to make it very clear that was Dog doing it, not Dom. Bye bye. <laughs> Good God. On that note, let's go. Bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.